Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey folks, this episode sounds a little different to the other ones because Guy and I both forgot to tell our guests to record on their end. So yeah, it's different. Luckily, I had a screen backup record, which is what you're going to hear, basically just our Zoom call. It unfortunately also cut off for the final like four-ish minutes of the convo. So I don't know. It feels like a pretty fitting end to the whole project, all things considered. I hope you enjoy the series though. And we will catch you over more regularly at the Worst Idea of All Time stream. Peace. Hello and welcome to this, the seventh and final installment in the Schneider special, overlooked and undercooked spin-off season in which... Tim Batt and Guy Montgomery have explored in excruciating detail Rob Schneider's hilarious Netflix special, Asian Mama, Mexican Kids. And Tim... Pop the fucking (laughs) champers, my guy. We did it. They said it couldn't be done. They absolutely told us it shouldn't be done. But we did it. Just in case you haven't quite passed through the title to understand its subtext, uh, the the title is named such because... Don't do this to me again. His, Don't do this to me well, I, I'm, I'm fucking dead set serious. I can't hear you do this again. We've got a very special guest for this, our his, final episode. His mama. Fuck is, you, dude. Is Asian. Fuck. But his kids, his kids are Mexican. And, I'm furious. <laughs> cannot handle this. Uh, and we are joined, as Tim advertised, by a very special guest, uh, Daniel Sloss. Hey, Dan. <laughs> hey, buddies. How are you, man? I mean, I'm, I'm good now. I'm just, <laughs> I've spent the last hour laughing for all of them. <laughs> like, I tried so hard to go in with like an open mind because I do believe at the end of the day we're all comedians and yeah, regardless. and you you're a fair-minded man. Yeah, regardless of your opinion, you know the comedians and stuff, we're all in the same trenches. We're all on the same side, firing <laughs> our comedy guns at the audience. <laughs> <laughs> 
but fucking, I just watched one of my comrades commit war crimes <laughs> that we we agreed were over after World War Two. Like he, act, he acted as if there was no such thing as the Geneva Convention. <laughs> the fucking goal that it takes a man to do fifteen minutes of the most racist Asian impressions I have ever seen in my entire life. And then bring an Asian man out to play the piano. <laughs> Some next level race form cockery. I just oh, fucking. I just. I mean, fair play to you for doing for watching it. Seven fucking. I guess Sloss, I don't know. This format's been hanging around like a bad smell for the last six years, and I just am starting to think that uh, the joke is on us. But can I, I? I attempted to do this a couple episodes ago, and the laptop um, crashed, so it didn't quite work. But I've actually I've written out a set list, and as a little um, personal physical challenge for me, I would like to see if I can get it all in in one breath. Oh, okay. Is yeah, this, cool. is this kosher? <laughs> yeah, by all means, dude. The the forty five minute special that we just uh, oh, saw. Oh, forty five. Let's discuss that not random number. Let's really because it's not random. I fucking promise you. I've got two Netflix specials. They know their fucking timings, right? It needs you know that's how much they know. It has to be that. That's the fucking attention span. But with Rob Schneider fans, they were like, it's less. It's yeah. We're, we're gonna need two musical interludes yeah. to keep them on the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And said, "All right, it's just me for forty-five. And I said, "No, we're gonna need something else. We're gonna need diversion." All right, yeah. here's the set list. Here's Rob, set list. keep texting Adam. Like, just let us know. Is there, any, is, there, is there any chance he'll turn up on the day? Is there any chance? On the day? <laughs> This is Here the very sorry. I just want to say quickly: this is the very bottom line on Sandler's seven film deal with Netflix. Scribbled <laughs> it in crayon in someone's bad hand, and Rob Schneider gets forty-five minutes to do whatever the fuck he wants. With. <laughs> this cannot count. There's no way. He doesn't do uncut gems and then rounds out the deal with Rob Schneider's Asian mama, Mexican kids. All right. <laughs> Fucked up on cheese, ripped old men, not complete piece of shit, personal trainer, wife sucks number one, fat fuck, wife sucks number two, dick out, kid sucks number one, potty training, kid sucks number two, dinosaur dreams, wife sucks number three, downstairs sneezes, I have a big house, fuck, that's all I can do in one breath, sexually assaulting mother-in-law, Asian mama, I'm not Asian enough, Asian mama, circle dance, see what happens, Chinese voice brackets five minutes, fuck Jesus, beef with oyster sauce, no homeless Asians, pedicurists equal prostitutes, Korean whorehouse, suck your own dick, piano man, I am our Me Too hero, pig potential, Starbucks sex offender, men want sex, women want relationships. <laughs> Coming her back, wife sucks number three, fucking in Park City. Guys love hot women. Model loses car keys, average loses car keys, ago loses car keys, model kills mama. Argo kills mama. Wife sucks number four, divorce. Wife sucks number five, youth. Brackets, juice. Fellas, make them happy, but ignore them. Wife sucks number six, get that dick away from me. Men also suck, little bit, times six. I ruined Christmas. Call back, sexual assault bit. I am bad at sex. I smoked weed. My dick is a Sunday. Wife sucks number seven, no dick Sunday for you. 
And don't forget the big closer. My daughter and I, I are getting thing. along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, patch things up. That, when you read it all sequentially like that, it actually sounds like some sort of beat poetry. Like it sounds like a parody of a comedian's open mic set list. Maybe that's the art that we can derive from this special. So can you get into the mechanics of the 45 minutes things a little bit, Dan? Like, is this something, do you think this is something he contractually had to get across the line for, for it to count as a special, like <laughs> yes. some legal definition of the term? Yeah, like, so, like, Netflix wouldn't, they needed an hour from us. They wouldn't accept more than an hour, right? Because we were like, my specials can be eight minutes long. And they were like, hey, 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 with all due fucking respect, we respect what you do, but we know our algorithm. We know what happens. People will not watch for See what uh, happens. <laughs> and um, with this, like, it's, it's, it's frustrating because I have a special that's recorded and was recorded before quarantine happened. Uh, just like he's recorded this one. And we would like to Netflix be like, hey, here's one in the bag. Is there any chance you'd want this? And they're like, we've, we've got our lineup for right now. And we're like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> that was the lineup. <laughs> that was the lineup, dude. I can do I can do Asian voices, but I but I didn't I didn't know that's what you wanted. I didn't know that's was the one in, in the Jesus best diagram of things I offer and things that I'm just oh. imagining this fucking uber confident guns are blazing Netflix exec who's sitting on this gold mine of Schneider and in comes Daniel Sloss. <laughs> it's lockdown. You can't produce any content for like time and memorial essentially and you say we recorded one that's not going to be necessary mr sloss no it's it's, it's actually <laughs> we thank you but we actually have well you know what netflix i absolutely trust you you gave me my career what did you do who With what? he did what to his mother-in-law and that's the end of it there's no repercussions his wife is fine with it the mother is fine with it Your that's a weird bit because we were in, the, we were in the chat as we are for the um, synchronized stream, and uh, so, God, I would have paid serious money to be in the presence of Daniel Sloss as this was unfolding and watching this happen for the first time. Because the way the joke reveals itself is he's grabbing around in the dark, and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ! He's describing in like some detail him sexually assaulting. <laughs> His wife, sleeping wife, which is already awful. It's him in bed. He's like, I'm just grabbing my wife's arms. And that's just something he does regularly. He offers that information up as if we're all going to be like, oh, yeah, no, that thing you do to your sleeping wife. You know that, you know, the only eight hours of the day when she doesn't say no. That's when I like to fucking hit it. <laughs> and you were horrified. You were like, horrified. like what is he? what is this what is he talking about oh my god his wife it was just like oh my god no oh my god she's asleep oh rob no and then and i was like oh no dad doesn't know it's the mother-in-law yet <laughs> it's guys it's just like it's, this is am i talking to fucking idiots it's called a pullback and reveal <laughs> <laughs> it's funny enough that he's doing it to his wife but his mother-in-law that's hilarious <laughs> Mother-in-laws are the common enemy of all comedians. (laughs) The audience is is such an interesting uh, sound to hone in on as he's telling that joke. Because the people, the good people of Utah, the God-fearing Mormons of Utah 
are on board for a lot of this special, they're not on board for that. (laughs) (laughs) And and they are on board with a lot of it. Because this is, again, one thing you have to say. He doesn't die, okay? He doesn't bomb. Truly. He, he, he has a good gig and that's worse it's, I don't <laughs> it's so much sad like every time there was a every time I heard a woman laugh during that special it was just going oh Trump's gonna win again like he's just, he's just <laughs> like he's literally and then and there was my mother-in-law <laughs> four more years four more years all of those, yeah, I, I sort of picked up on it quite early when we were watching it, but hearing you uh, use Trump as an analogist or, like, you know, reference him, there are genuine chunks of that special where it is exactly the same cadence and thought pattern as Trump going off script at a rally. Only these are Schneider's written down, carefully honed <laughs> thoughts. Honed, honed. Like, he's, he's practiced those bits in other places. He did them at the improv and was like, keep, keep it in. Keep in juice. They liked when I said, <laughs> it's they crazy. liked when I over said juice. The juice, the juice, the juice. They liked yeah. that. He got into repetition. It's crazy to think of the collaboration behind this because – like, you know, you've got your friends who you do comedy with and often, especially if you're tuning up for a big show, they'll watch your set and then they'll they'll note it, they might tag it. Like, I'm imagining someone like even David Spade, who I think is funny, having to sit through Schneider and then he comes up to him afterwards with a set list written in crayon and lipstick on a napkin. <laughs> like, what do you reckon, man? And you have to sit through, like, these guys are friends for whatever reason. You've got to sit through a feedback session where you've got nothing good to say to someone. Like, how do you, how do you get through that? The only man who I can see having greenlit all of these jokes and be like, no notes, is Dane Cook, age now. <laughs> <laughs> no one else on <laughs> earth would have been all right with this. <laughs> Dane Cook. Dane, Dane Cook came out again, but like this, this Rob Snyder is like his, his second warm up of this. Like he's nervous before his Netflix recording. He calls him, he calls him Dane Cook. <laughs> Dane Cook. Dane Cook watches the entire special, loves it, walks back. Rob Snyder's so nervous, right? Because he knows Dane's in. He knows he's got one for sure. <laughs> and Dane Cook, as an action symbol, just walks up to Rob, Rob nervous. And Dane just goes, hey, buddy. And just rips up his notes. Man, <laughs> fucking nailed it, bro. Rob Snyder. He's like, thanks, man. That means so much. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Loved it. No notes. Man, that means a lot coming from you, Dane Cook. <laughs> when, when was this? Like, what, can we actually play a game here? What year should the special have been released? For it to oh. serve as an instance of stand-up comedy, <laughs> right? Well, that's a tricky when question because are we early? talking ethically, or like when would it have been suitable, or like I mean, what what year can you imagine it being released and it not standing out the way it does? Uh, oh, I think would the same year that fucking Eddie Murphy Raw. Like if you rewatch Raw, the first the first five minutes of me like oh fair. oh I mean I've not watched it, but that's what I've heard comedians say. But apparently <laughs> for this five minutes, it's really bad and it doesn't age well. I don't watch old stand up. I'm bored. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine the seventies. It might have been. <laughs> well, well, you know what? You know what? The Asian impression wouldn't have stood out in the seventies. Like that would. Yeah. Have- yeah. 
Like it absolutely everyone would have been doing Asian impressions there. But like, man, we've had we've had lots of very public conversations. <laughs> Not anymore. Like they're they're really public and they come they happen all the time. And you there's loads of starting points, like you just don't do them. I that that is an interesting thing to think about the kind of media consumption habits of Rob Schneider. What is he reading? Who is he talking to what like how has he formed this interesting bubble for himself where he's rocking out um no exaggeration like one third of his 45 minute special is him doing a variety of asian accents on stage to the good people of utah yeah. in 2020 in 2020 i but yes but, but 2020 america man like this like <laughs> You have to understand that America yeah. is fundamentally no, from its core. No, no, broken. Like it never, yeah. it never worked. It managed to prop itself up on a bunch of separate identities, and now none of those identities exist anymore because they didn't really exist anyway. They were just forms of propaganda, and now Fuck. it's all collapsing in on its fucking self. That's and- a terrifying thought. Is this the the shot that rang around the world of like? <laughs> This is the start of the actual end. There are no cultural norms anymore. Like, comedians can get up on stage, do whatever the fuck they want. Louis C.K. is back in the fold, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's also, it's so fucking well, because I don't know much about Rob Schneider's politics, but I'm going to assume all of them. <laughs> 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 it's so wild. I don't even know. I understand where the right wing community comes from when they say, like, like we're too, lefties are too sensitive and liberals are too whiny. I really understand that but see this bit where they're like the left just aren't funny i'm like but but have you seen your guys like like, 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 don't get me wrong when you insult left-wing comedy i also know who you're talking about right nod nod agree when you're like wah 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 i'm actually on your team too but your guys like like that's that's you you fight so hard to have rights to make every single joke and then it's like, <laughs> yeah, this is the application. <laughs> that's not, that's not what we died. Like the people who died for, the, the men who died for freedom of speech weren't fucking being like, God, I fucking hope we can make as many Asian impressions. As we're. I'd love to be able to slap the back of my neck while pretending to be an Asian man trying to pronounce oyster and black bean sauce. That's what I want my kids to fucking do while I give my life on this fucking line. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. <laughs> Rob Schneider's new special is the like free speech equivalent of the people who are convinced that the constitution was formed so they don't have to put a piece of cloth in front of their mouth during a pandemic (laughs) it's just a complete disconnection from yeah it's uh but the thing is with rob schneider i don't know where he sits on the political spectrum because here's an array of facts i know about rob schneider number one he's got a daughter whose wife a daughter and a wife who are less than 12 months difference in age. Uh, There's not necessarily political. I just needed to squeeze that into another episode because it's astounding to me. He's quite a devout um, Buddhist in some ways. Like he, he keeps up the practice. What are you talking about? What? Can you, Tim, I I keep forgetting, and I'm sure we've spoken about this in previous Schneider centric podcasts, but you've actually interviewed this man. Yeah. I had a a chat him for about 15 or 20 minutes years ago when I was on the radio and uh yeah we talked about his his Buddhism quite a bit he's um he's a deeply stupid um and confident <laughs> man <laughs> but in that way that like is really charming and very quintessentially American just saying really vacuous stuff that everyone else is like yeah of course, like, yeah, that doesn't even warrant saying out loud, but saying it with this kind of erudite nature, like you've just tripped over this great new philosophy everyone needs to hear from your mouth. He's just, that, I've just, just upon uh, further um, reflection, just looking at the state of the world and lots of self-thoughts, I've actually realized that if we were all just nice to each other, Maybe things would be. You go, yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing fresh, nothing. <laughs> he um is kind of anti-vax. He's yeah, pretty. He's pretty he's, anti-vax. He's pretty anti-vax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which, he just moans a lot, which to me at the moment, I guess everyone moans a lot, don't they? It kind of reads as is very right wing to me the victim mentality thing the left had a stronghold over that position for a long ass time but i think victim mentality has been reclaimed by the alt-right it's crazy to to think like no one has managed to like squeeze more value from the amount of talent juice that they have inside of their their vessel and to still be aggrieved at your position in hollywood like (laughs) To be what fifty five and totally irrelevant 
and be given a Netflix special on a platter thanks to some <laughs> fucking crayon postscript on Sandler's Netflix deal and spend a chunk of it complaining that you're no longer relevant is remarkable and not even to explore it in an interesting way just to like have it as a fucking thing that bothers you before swanning into your asian impressions it's very easy to dump on this guy sloss i'd love to know if there's anything any premises lines anything that you found funny anything that you would find salvageable as holding comedic potential all all of it really if he went seven layers deeper if he went fucking seven layers deeper into himself look he, that's an interest that's an interesting angry bloke right he fucking hates women he just hates them all of them <laughs> some of them he doesn't even know yet but that's something we need him as an audience member can explore like i, I want to like i'm like did does it come from mum like was it that or was it where because it's deep fucking hatred it's it's it's, it's such deep root hatred for women that he had to bring four of them on at the end and be like ah ah look i don't look look they were jokes they were jokes and proof that they're jokes is the fact that they're all here and they fucking love me and this one sings with me and even though she's a year old she calls her mum because they all fucking love me because I love them <laughs> fucking well I love all women anyway some of them are sluts though <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think if he were to like split his time of Buddhism to spend half of it in therapy and like actually yeah. like there's real pain and real trauma there. He mentions his mum and the special he is partially named after her once, and it's a throwaway line that he says very quietly during a laugh line um, from a previous joke where he just says, "We have a very cold relationship," and that's the only thing he mentions about his mum. And it's just like, whoa! Tell me more about that. Now that's the convo I want to see you have on stage. Is Is it a photo of her at the end? Yeah, it is. It's a photo of them together at the end. Right, that's fascinating. Who is this woman and why does he hate her? But why is she still like, I want to know what this is. This is the thing is he doesn't, and I sort of, it's occurred to me previously, but it really came home today. Like he doesn't realize how vulnerable he's being. Like all of these things are presented as jokes he's finished thinking through. But really, it's like, you know, a therapist would have a fucking field day talking to this guy because he's, he's laying it all out like, yeah, I've worked through all this stuff. Here are my findings. And it's like, dude, you have not even made a mark on the surface of what is happening inside of you. No, it's, 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 it's not even that, right? He's, 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 he's done like an archaeological dig of his soul and he's found all of these dinosaur bones in it, right? And he's showing you his dirt collection. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like there's a full fucking T-Rex in a dying position and he's like, but this stone here? And you go, no, no, buddy! You've done so much work, it's all there, yeah. but you're looking at the wrong pieces, come on! <laughs> Do you reckon he got paid a lot of money for this? Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, because I done. say that in, in the context of Guy and I holding a theory for a long time, he's got a sitcom that's on Netflix, which we believe he may have paid Netflix to put on the network. Whereas most people would get paid for their, for their <laughs> it's, work. It's like the entirely self-funded, directed, produced, written, performed. <laughs> 
uh, maybe dropped off with a bag of money um, into the Netflix office. <laughs> and with a and also, he, he turns up with his own internet cable as well, and he's like, I won't even take up your bandwidth. Just, <laughs> just, just put it on there. <laughs> just leave it there. And if people don't watch it, that's fine. I'm used to that. Just give, them, give them the option. I find my career is based on that if given the option, some people will. <laughs> They'll watch me at times. So just please. Yeah, the entire more... the motivator for a career is like there's 300 million people in America. Someone at some point <laughs> will watch this. I, so I, I'm hot <laughs> off the heels of a very scary uh, documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma, which is all about how AI... Um, taking control of these social media platforms is currently in the process of of ripping us apart irrevocably. And I think that the special exists because of the same like algorithmic logic that he was briefly in, uh, what's the wrong Missy, which did really well on Netflix. It was, and it wasn't, it wasn't, I watched it. I enjoyed it as a movie. I enjoyed it too. It's fucking great. And uh, yeah, I, and same, he's in same, there same director, I believe. Shit, really? I don't know that. Because Schneider's in there. He does this little cameo on, on the boat, tonguing someone's mouth. He's just got an obligation that if it's a Schneider-verse movie, he gets to appear in it somewhere. And the algorithm, it's like, there's a thing about machine learning, right? with artificial intelligence that they use a a, a technique called a neural net. And basically they'll tell the machine, this is your starting point and this is the outcome we want. No one knows what happens in the middle. I think this is what's going to (laughs) start happening with Netflix and what we're seeing now with the special coming out. Netflix AI is going, Rob Schneider's in that movie. That movie did well. We will approve the special. And I think more (laughs) of these black swan contractual events are going to be popping up. They don't make sense to us. Mere mortals, but to the machine, logical. That I mean, it's a very, very good theory. (laughs) (laughs) I've been locked in for a long time, Dan. (laughs) I've been doing some big thinking. I just, it's, it's. I did actually used to enjoy some of his cameos, like when I was younger. I enjoyed, of course. like uh, I love, and I was, I, I liked, I really, really, really liked Adam Sandler's special. I, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Sandman fan. I'm, a, I'm willing to admit that he's done some not great things, but in general, I'm a Sandman fan. He gave me my childhood. He gave me my teenagers, and I've always had a soft spot for Rob Schneider as well. Which I was kind of worried about coming on this because I don't want to, you know, insult a fellow fucking pro. But that, how did he get that? <laughs> <laughs> like it must, it must, it, it must be just the algorithm having it. The algorithm having an aneurysm. I think so. I think that's what it's about. But 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 as you say, I'm, I mean, America's tearing itself apart as well, and it's always been pretty... There's an audience for Rob Schneider, is the thing. If you want to understand anything about America, understand this. There is an audience for Rob Schneider having a special in 2020. They exist. Oh, yeah. They have lives. They <laughs> buy I, things. It, and it'll be, do, man, it'll be doing well. He'll be crushing it. Like, I guarantee you, like, that'll do well. His tour will do well off the back of him. A lot of people will have gone, you know well, what, Rob Schneider's special was great. We're the weirdos. If nothing else, it's run my algorithm into the absolute fucking ground. <laughs> 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 
Man, no, actually, I think the fact that you've now watched his special seven times, Netflix are phoning him up right now. <laughs> and man, Rob is currently getting the call and he's like, yeah, 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 no. <laughs> seven times? Where are they? New Zealand, is it? Is it still open? I'm on my way. I guarantee he's now, there's going to be a Rob Schneider tour off New Zealand based on the fact that somebody watched his special seven fucking times. Oh. We were talking about this. Guys asked me a couple of times in a couple of different ways. Like, if uh, so, as an audience member, if you turned up to a comedy special and unannounced Rob Schneider was on the bill, like, how would you respond to that? Comedy show, not special. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, like a, a lineup show. Oh well, well man, I've, 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 I've having gigged in America. I've been on bills where somebody weird just fucking turned. Like I saw Dane Cook do one of his returns to stand up after fifteen years, and you're just like, all right, okay. And <laughs> how, some the, of the, how was that? It was, you know, it was, <laughs> fifteen years is a long was, time. Yeah, fifteen years is long. It was dead weird because like he was on right, and and Miley Cyrus was in the fucking audience, right? So yeah, this was at the Improv in LA. So it could, there's this table where the comedians normally sit. We weren't allowed to sit there because Miley Cyrus is there. So I'm just sat there waiting to go on stage. Dane Cook goes on before me. That's fifteen minutes. And, but and Miley Cyrus really liked Dane Cook, and she was there to see Dane Cook clearly. But she laughed at all of his jokes. But she would just repeat the last word of every single one of his punchlines for like 30 seconds after each of his jokes. <laughs> and it was so weird. He'd do the joke of the audience and he'd be like, and then it turned out she was a penguin and everyone would laugh. And then Miley Cyrus would just be like, penguin. <laughs> I thought penguin. you meant like in a uncontrollable laughter way, but saying it just like straight saying it, is say, saying really it disconcerting. To, saying it to herself and reminding yourself of the word penguin. Okay. Yeah. And then you do another one, I'd be like, about clippers, and everyone would laugh, and she'd be like, ha ah, clippers. Guy and I saw him perform once, and uh, it was crazy. Because I remember back in his heyday, like I, I, one of my best friends was borderline obsessed with him. Just downloaded. I loved him. I loved him when I was young. What was, the, was what was what was the special? He had one big special. That, that like, stadium one that he toured around. Eh? Oh, the yeah, the one, the black dot or something. Oh god, vicious you know circle gonna, maybe. Vicious circle. That's yeah, the yeah. one. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, I don't want to say formative, but I remember being introduced to that by a friend and thinking this was just about the funniest thing I've ever seen at the time. He was unstoppable. He was he was absolutely on fire. And then Guy and I saw him in LA perform, uh, yeah, potentially after a big break, and we were like, oh, speaking of dudes who do not like women, holy <laughs> shit, that material was spicy. <laughs> oh, my God. Does Dane Cook not want like women either? I'm not, I, I didn't see any women hitting in my one, but was he bad with you? I'm not above those comedy shows that you go to, like a lineup show, particularly with old pros, and they're using it as a therapy session. But to see Dane Cook <laughs> just shedding some layers about prior relationships was fucking surreal. Yeah. <laughs> And if you read between oh. the lines, it, you get you got the feeling that um, not all of the problems that Dane Cook were detailing actually lay at the feet of the woman. 
<laughs> no, no, no! You're, t- you're telling me that you're telling me that Jane Cook might have been responsible. No, say it ain't so. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to shit on your heroes, dude. Dan, Dan, what what do you make of bringing like a concert pianist um, to just unders- <laughs> underscore your thoughts in the middle of your show? Man, man, the fucking audacity, right? If I was, can you imagine the fucking uproar, right? If I was to go on stage, right, and just be like, you know what? Fucking Indians, right? I've I've just had it with them, right? And I don't like their food. The way they serve you, the food is weird. And then I start doing like all the, like the voice and I start doing a poo's voice and I start doing head wobble shit. And I do that for six fucking minutes, right? (laughs) Just doing the voice, being silly, saying packy, doing all the whole fucking shebang, right? And then at the end of it, I'm like, fucking... Anyway, here's my friend Imran on the key. Um, just going to uh, self-reflect now on my relationship with my father. I'm a complex man. I, um, I've had a, I've had a tough life. The people, that's, that's what I love about it because he brings, he, he brings out this very good pianist to sit so good. at a grand piano, which is sitting on stage and somehow we haven't like clicked to yet and then he's like okay guys let's talk about me too (laughs) (laughs) you're not equipped nothing in the previous 27 minutes has instilled any faith in me that you're in any way capable of grappling with this rob schneider's fundamental misunderstanding of me too is that it's actually about rob schneider like it's about (laughs) me too <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure after watching it and hearing and chatting with you guys throughout it, that that pianist, like he he called when he came out on stage. That was not a, a moment on cue. That was that was to save the show. He was he like, was, I, I can. Stomach. He was so sick. He was so sick of Rob doing an impression of his entire family, just really diminishing all the hard work they'd done as second and third generation immigrants. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta play more. <laughs> he does. This is very plausible. And the and the you know I've seen this show seven times. I remember how he does it. He he walks on and then Rob says his name. I'm sorry that I've forgotten it in the moment. What's it? Do you have his name? Do you know his name, guy? Like else. He says it in response to him walking out, not to call him walking out. So I think you did right. This <laughs> motherfucker needed to prevent this show from going in the basement. Oh. And he took it there anyway. I want, I want that. I want that for me. I want um, different musical accompaniment, and I want it to be up to them when and who tags in. If I start going super blue and the crowd's not into it, but I feel like I'm hitting my stride and I'm not quite reading the cues <laughs> right, I want a harmonicist to come yeah. out and just start doing some blues I think that so is- that I can break down the unique racial situation of New Zealand's ethnic makeup I, I and how we get on together. The point at which you're relying on professional musicians to come out and curb your comedic impulses is the point at which it might be time to stop so, getting up on stage. You couldn't do more wrong. It's it's so weird as well that like clearly like Rob Schneider watched Adam Sanders one where there's like a guitar and he was like he was like what's the What's the Adam Sandler's got the guitar? What's the Rob Schneider musical equivalent of the? Oh, that's right, 
piano the grand <laughs> piano and the rest of us were going it would have been way better had three children come out playing the recorder just titanic or fucking old mcdonald had a farm way it's more a accurate kazoo. <laughs> it's a kazoo undeniably a kazoo and i don't think played from his mouth but then not only that but to cap off the special by bringing out his grammy nominated daughter like that's a fucking i, I have brought this up before but sure, it just as it to be like look how far away from the tree it fell exactly, <laughs> a, right? a tree on a hill <laughs> a she looks cool as shit she sounds incredible like i get the sense she's a cool person there's just a maturity about her that that reads to me like she's a cool person and I've brought this up in a prior episode, but don't you just get the sense that those two have been through some shit to get their relationship to the point where they can hang out in public together? Like, they've had some big convos and, I reckon, years of estrangement. And a lot of forgiveness on her part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, not, he's not come to the table enough, eh? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's been, a lot of hers has been self-reflection, a lot of her therapists saying, no, obviously you can't change your father. <laughs> <laughs> there are things in your control and out of your control, Al. And Rob Schneider, unfortunately, is not in your control. Rob Schneider is not under anyone's control. And that's why so people how, are afraid of him. That's what they old, don't want you to know. How old was he when she was... What is she now? She's like 30... What did she say? She was 35 now? Uh, she's, no, she, she'll, she'll, be, she'll be 31. She's born in 1989. 89, okay. So Rob was like... Was he in his mid-20s when she was born? I can't do the maths. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's how things used to be done. Mm. That's right. Rob Schneider is nothing if not traditional. But also remember, he wanted he wanted her. The other one was the accident. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think he's got three now. Fuck, man. How brutal would it be? It's, it's difficult. Um, having a partner who's a comedian is certainly... A tricky thing and it is not for everyone and if you if you're in a relationship with someone who's not um in the arts at all or particularly not in the performing arts it's really like it's quite weird and confronting and i imagine not a very good time but especially if you're someone who likes your personal privacy and whatnot to <clears throat> sit side of stage while you see your husband deliver a special unpacking the freudian nightmare which is his deep-seated hatred of women and calling you out personally no less than seven times in an array of gags and then having to like walk out with the with the door and you know that they don't talk you know that she and al have never been able to have a conversation oh i feel for her it's um I, it's the daughters. It's, you know, you get to. The daughters bit... don't have agency. So that's fucked up. And well, I'm no, angry well, to about be that. Fair, well, no, I think that, well, to be fair, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I will tell you now, as a three-year-old, I would have absolutely loved to be brought out on stage and get the chance to yell hi to an audience. I think they had the time of their lives then. Hi. But he rips the microphone out of one of them when she starts saying her name, and they will laugh at her. It's fucked up. Yeah. Anyway, she's displaying agency. Yeah. Um, and, and then close with a picture of my mother, who I don't talk to. And that's the point where the convo cut out. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry about that, Daniel Sloss. Uh, but hey, at least we had something. That has been Overlooked and Undercooked Season 3. Trust you enjoyed it. We will catch you guys uh, on the next season when Rob Schneider makes something else. In the meantime, you can follow us, Worst Idea of All Time, Twitter, it's podcasts, podcast, Facebook, 
you know, all the bullshits. Love ya! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.